Welcome to Women of Fortitude with Rondi Jane and Kelty. The definition of fortitude is courage in pain or adversity. We created this platform so that women can share their stories in hopes that we can inspire other women. And to remind women that every woman is a woman of fortitude. Let's start with our spiritual nuggets for this episode. This is Kelty. And I'm Rondi J. And I will start us off today with my nuggets for this week. In church, actually this morning in church, we sang softly and tenderly. The part says, come home, come home, ye who were weary, come home. Earnestly, tenderly, Jesus is calling. Calling, O sinner, come home. But how many times are we weary? How many times do we say, I'm just too tired? I'm just too tired to do this. I'm just, so we're just too weary. And that just struck me when I heard that this morning. Come ye who are weary, come home. So when we're weary like that, all we have to do is turn to Him. And even before we let ourselves get so weary and tired, give it to Him. Trust in Him. Mine comes from Wednesday Night Bible Study, James 1, 2 through 3, and I'm just kind of paraphrasing, just, um, it's not word for word, but it says, Consider it pure joy whenever you face trials, because the testing of faith produces perseverance. So it is so hard to hold on to joy in the midst of a trial. I know personally, like, when I'm in the midst of a child, (laughs) it's so funny this is what we're talking about because, yes, yesterday I prayed for joy and then my husband lost his joy because I ran over your your Jeep. His quote was, you broke the joy. (laughs) So, yes, I'm a joy breaker. (laughs) That's beside the point. It is difficult to hold on to joy in the midst of a trial, but it's important. To not let your attitude change just because you're going through a tough time. Our joy comes from what is coming after. So Jesus on the cross is going through extreme physical pain. So I'm sure you don't look at him, didn't look at him in that moment and see joy on his face. But his attitude did not change because before the cross in his everyday life, he spoke to God. His conversations were with God constantly. And on the cross, he even says, why have you forsaken me? He's pouring his heart out to God, even in the midst of the most gruesome death you can imagine. Mm -hmm. So that's what it means. Don't let your attitude change. So even if you're going through a tough time and you can't be what we consider joyful, there can still be joy in your heart because what came after that trial he got to sit in heaven at the right hand of the Father. Yeah. And there's no comparable joy to that. So the ultimate joy comes after those hard trials. And you can hold that in your heart. So you may not portray what we perceive as joy, but it can still be in your heart. And you can still hold your attitude of, okay, God, you're, you're still in control. You're still the one that I'm turning to. Mm-hmm. Thank you for joining us on Women of Fortitude with Rondi Jane and Kelsey. Today we have an extra special guest with us. 
Her name is Miss Emmy Childs, and she is the daughter of Kelsey. Emmy, we're so glad to have you here. Can you start off by telling us just a little bit about you, just in general? I am Kelty's daughter, and I I go to school. I'm a senior in high school. How old are you? Seventeen. Okay, tell us a little bit about hobbies. Yeah, what um, do you like to do? I have a dog yes. that I love that I spend all my time with. Yes. More time with her than your parents or your boyfriend. Yep. Mm -hmm. Okay. So today you're going to talk to us about your summer adventure. Yes. Which was? Uh, Camp Lake Stevens. Yes. Mm -hmm. It's been my summer adventure for the past like 12 years. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So for our listeners who might not know, Camp Lake Stevens is in Oxford, Mississippi. It is a part of the United Methodist Conference. It's just it's a Christian just, summer yeah, camp. it's a church yeah. camp. It's, it's been around for, do you know how long? Forever. Um, long enough that our mother went there as a child. Our granddaddy went there. Yeah. Daddy Duke went yeah. there. So, I didn't know that. Yeah. Amy has been going to Camp Lake Stevens for, like she said, 12 or more years. I would say more because we used to go on the day trips yes. with yes. the church. But it's always been a big part of her life and a big part of her summer. As a little tot, she would go for days, just a day or two. And then she, you know, finally grew up a little bit and got to go for a week. And then it was two weeks. And this summer and the summer before, it was three weeks. Wow. And she loved every minute of it. And her mom was just a little anxious and lonely. But at the same time, I'm very proud of her for doing that. And she did a program which is called Leaders in Training. And she has the hopes of being a counselor there. Maybe. Maybe. Mm -hmm. I don't know yet. All right, Amy, tell us a little bit about your adventure this summer. Like we said, I've gone like every summer that I've been able to. And there's like a couple different things. There's main camp where you just kind of it's like your very average church camp. Then there's adventure camp where you stay in a tree house. And we went out and we went whitewater rafting. Then I did two week, which was wild. I would say wilder than the three weeks. But then I did the three week twice, which being in LIT, being there for three weeks is like not your regular camp experience your first week is like what you would like regularly do but then after that you shadow and you kind of get to see what it's like actually working with the kids kind of like figuring out how to work with the kids and like show them what it's your job to show them and then the third week you do this thing called camp rainbow which is where you get to like you 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 just kind of served that last week. You're helping take care of special needs adults and letting them have the camp experience that they don't always like, that they didn't get to get as a kid maybe, or maybe it's just like to kind of give them a break from like living in a group home or something. And like that is kind of like the best part because like it's, you're with these people who only know to tell the truth pretty much so it's like this real honest environment with like this pure 
like loving it's like it's pure love when you're there one thing that i really like about camp it's a very strong place for growing your faith because like everyone's there for the same reason and that just kind of creates an environment where like it's really easy to grow in your faith because you can be very honest about it because everybody has some struggles and you're there with people older than you and your age that either have dealt or are dealing with the same thing that you are dealing with. My first LIT session, I've done it twice and both sessions were like very different. Like we did the same thing, but I was with different people. So it, it was just very different. My first session, I kind of learned what I wanted my faith to look like, like what I wanted my walk through faith to look like, talking with my counselors and other campers that had also had the same, kind of like, what do I do now kind of moment, because like we're growing up. Uh, we all kind of like sat together and kind of talked about what we wanted our faith to look like through the rest of our life and how to bring that through the rest of our life. This last summer, I kind of learned what I wanted the rest of my life to look like. Like I knew how I wanted my faith to look, but not like anything else. And every day of the second week, we would sit and talk to the camp director, kind of, like as a group and talk about what we wanted life to look like for us. Some of the stories I have that kind of touched me, a lot of them are from Camp Rainbow. There's this man named Mr. Joey, and he's, he's wild. He's, he's been going for like 30 years, and he's had every counselor in the book. And he knows exactly what's about to happen at every single point. Like, he knows when we're going to do the carnival and when we're going to the pool. He knows the Bible stories off the top of his head. And, like, getting to see that, like, there is an impact even on these people that don't get to live by themselves. Like, the fact that there is still an impact was kind of cool because he knew every single Bible story every single time. This year, I got to meet... A man, he has gone to every single Camp Rainbow since 1969. He was 19 years old. He went to the very first one and he's only missed two since then. And that was one? Oh, one was the COVID year where nobody got to go. And the other one was last year because he had COVID. Mm -hmm. And he will let you know it about killed him. Yeah. Oh. Brace yourself is what he would say. <laughs> And you had to physically brace yourself <laughs> for him to tell you. Getting to hear him talk about all of his counselors because he knows them all by name and he will call them all was like really cool. And his first counselor from 1969, who is younger than him by about two years, he was 17 and Mr. I'm going to say it was Mr. Billy. Um, Mr. Bill. Yep. That was his name. Mr. Bill was... 19 and his counselor was 17 and his counselor still takes him to camp every year and like again it's kind of like yeah we're touching we're touching people every 
every year. There's another man, and his story's not, like, as happy. Because he kind of acts like he doesn't want to be there. So, but he comes every year. But every year he kind of, he acts like he wants to leave right now. Like, he gets out of the car wanting to go home. But then you get him to the pool, and he'll be splashing around with his friends. And he will be looking for golf balls in the pool. Because that's what we do. And, I mean, like, it's sad that he kind of always wants to go home. But, like, it's also, it's nice seeing that we can distract him from that. Distract him from, like, what he thinks he wants to something that, like, he can have fun doing. Instead of being back at his group home. One thing that kind of, like, helped me with, like, what I wanted the rest of my life to look like is there's a camper during, like, my shadow week. And she wasn't very nice. She was kind of mean to the other campers. And she had made some comments that had made some kids cry. And, like, just having to, like, sit with her and talk to her about, like, why that's not right. And, like, why it's okay to joke, but it's not okay to tell people you hate them. And it's not okay to be hateful towards others. I don't know. That kind of felt like... I felt like it kind of showed me I wanted to work with kids. Like her. And the people she wasn't very nice to. So what does a typical day at Camp like Stevens look like? Okay. So that changes every week. But your first week, you wake up and then... Depending on your age, you'll either worship and do morning songs first, or you will eat breakfast, and then they'll swap. And then we go to an activity, which is something anywhere from kayaking to zip lining, going to the creek or playing a game on the athletic field. And you come back up, and you eat lunch, and you take a nap, which you need. Then you go swimming, and you eat a snack, and then you go back down the hill to do another activity. It's typically um, high ropes, like rock climbing, or another game on the athletic field. And then after that, you go back up, have dinner, you'll do an activity at main camp, which could be like board games, or clue we do a real life clue sometimes and then you have worship you go to bed and then on Wednesdays instead of doing the activity and having dinner you go cook food in the woods which is really fun and then your second week as an LIT you pretty much do the same things except instead of the first activity you go and as a group, you go talk with the director about kind of everything. Do they still have that horn that wakes you up? They do not. Oh, so how do you wake up? We have battery-powered alarm clocks. 
Bucks. What? I know. <laughs> we are moving up in the world. Well, I'm really jealous that their cabins are air conditioned now. Same, I mean, same. Yes. We had that thing on a nice 68 <laughs> every day. Unless Jeff is listening. Then we had it on 72. <laughs> <laughs> I went as a child for several summers, too. Our first thing we did, like, even before the worship or breakfast, we all met at the flagpoles. Y'all don't do that anymore? I don't know where the flagpoles are. They may not even have them. It was there in front of what's Quay's place now. Mm-hmm. And that, where they that have pond. The, yeah, that like, little Is there still a, a gazebo there? Yes. yes. See, the flagpoles were right in there somewhere. So, we yeah, they don't, they don't have no, We don't there. do that. We would all meet at the flagpole. We would do the pledge to the American flag and the Christian flag, and then we would go. So, y'all don't do that anymore? Um, no. Okay. <laughs> we wake up, and we go worship, and we do morning songs. Okay, at night, before y'all go to bed, y'all do the cabin devotion? Yes, every night. Your counselor does a cabin devo. Unless okay. they have off time. Well... So I have a small story to tell um, from my cabin devotion at Camp Lake Stevens. That was when I memorized my first Bible verse, other than John 3.16. It was Philippians 4.13, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And I remember my counselor and I remember the story that she shared about that verse. She was rappelling down this wall and she had this deathly fear of heights and she just froze up and she had people on the ground cheering for her and there were people up high like cheering for her and that was the verse that came to her mind is I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me and for whatever reason that story has just stuck with me and I memorized that verse after that and just decided that was going to be one that I always kept with me so just so you know if you do become a counselor even as the work that you did there's no telling what kind of impact you've made on kids. Like, you just don't know. And you, yeah, you'll never know. Yeah. You'll never know. Yeah. My counselor, she may not even remember telling that story or going through that experience. Mm-hmm. But I do, and that was the first verse that I ever memorized. I have a story kind of like that. It's about the same verse. It's not like me memorizing it, though. Uh, when I did two-week, it's... Two week is crazy because the entire, like your first week you go really hard doing everything you do at camp and then the weekend you just lay down and it's weird because you're just resting because the next week you are going crazy every day. You are putting everything you have into the Olympics. Mm. So I was on a team where I was the tallest. Which says a lot, as at that point I was probably about five foot even. I was taller than the counselor, too, that was on my team. And one day we're playing this game called Citadel for some points. And she gets tackled. Our counselor just gets bodied by this boy who's about... We're in, like, the eighth grade, but he's, like, six foot, about 230 tackling this four foot 11 maybe 100 pound girl and she tore her acl but that she got up and she finished the game oh my god and she 
Like, she was on the ground crying, and then she was like, oh, I gotta finish this game. And she got up, <laughs> and she got, she drove, she got driven up the hill to the, to the urgent care, where yeah. they put her in a brace until they could schedule her surgery. Oh my goodness. But, like, that night, that Devo went crazy, talking about how we can do anything <laughs> that, like, because he strengthens us. Right. Like, anything we have to do, we can do, because he will be there. Mm-hmm. Do you have any advice for a first-time camper? Go. <laughs> <laughs> I know there have been years where I've just kind of been like, ah, I don't, I don't really, I don't know. I don't know anyone. I don't, I don't know. And then I go, and I just, you have a good time. Like, Nobody knows anybody. There might be two people out of, like, the seven that know each other. But, like, you will find people that you can talk to. And it is just, like, you won't know that you'll regret it, but, like, you will. Mm -hmm. Because, like, you're missing out on so much. Mm -hmm. As an adult, I still regret, like, not going once I hit like eighth grade I think is when I decided I was over it but I wish I'd have just stayed in it do they still call it a bubble do they still make that comparison of how you're in a Jesus bubble there yes but it's normally with like the older kids Mm -hmm. because like you don't have your phone, mm-hmm. and your phone is something that could very easily pop that bubble. Mm-hmm. So, it's like at camp, you're safe from like the outside world. Right, right. That's how they always explained it to us, or what I remember hearing is, right now you're in this faith bubble, and everybody here is talking about Jesus. We're studying about Jesus. We even have it in our schedule to make time. But when you leave the bubble... You don't always have that. Well, of course, you're not going to have people around you all day, every day, talking about Jesus and, hey, let's sing some worship songs. You know, it just doesn't happen in our real life. So, but I do think it lays such a good foundation just for your biblical knowledge and faith. And and I love that they asked you how you want your life to look. And I'm very curious. So, how do you want your life to look? It's a very general statement at the moment, but we kind of discussed it, and after working with the Camp Rainbow Campers, and then there's a Stevens session, which is like a special needs child, or under 18, shout out to Brantley. Brantley! Um, (laughs) There was a Stevens session in the group that I shadowed my second week, and that kind of showed me that i I did want to work with kids, but, like, like as a teacher, but specifically special needs. Because, I don't know, I feel like I kind of, I'm kind of pulled towards that. Mm-hmm. Kind of feels like my calling. Mm-hmm. Well, I do know you are exceptionally patient with Brantley. You know how to just slow down and talk to him when he gets in that frustrated mode. And I've always been impressed by that. With Rainbow Campers, like, there's a seminar, like a two-hour seminar on, like, they are people. Like, Mm -hmm. they're not less than us just because they have special needs. 
and like you miss lynn is the woman over it and she really just like walks you through everything that you will ever need to know about working with special needs adults mm-hmm. is what she specializes in but like number one slow down get on their level right like right. if they are running away you will go kind of slow down right right and just talk right that's so good that's yeah that's good stuff fun story the steven session camper i had to cook we did outpost so since we had a steven session in case something did happen we were really close to main camp so I had to like run up the hill to get her food because she doesn't like the food that we were having. So I ran up the hill to get a can of ravioli and we cooked it over the fire for her. Oh. Because that's what she needed. Right, alright. Well, that's awesome. Do you remember your first experience at Camp Lake Steven? I remember going on a day trip with the church. And I just remember going to the lake. I think that's all we did. But it was fun, I know. I know you went on a day trip with the church and you did the zip line one time. I do remember that. I did have to get pushed. Yes. And I still, every time I go to camp and I go down the zip line, I still have to get pushed. <laughs> I, I can't do it. <laughs> <laughs> God gives me strength, but not not on the top of that. He gives that person behind you even more strength. Yes. <laughs> he gives Jeff Wilson enough strength to just push me off that train. Did you learn any special Bible lessons you'd like to share with us? I did a Bible lesson one time. Mm. Well, I guess twice now. When I was shadowing, I did one it was about David and Goliath, but, like, kind of, like, you know, we have to do hard things, and there are hard things everywhere, and even if those hard things are walking up the hill, or if that hard thing is being nice to someone that you don't necessarily like, God will give us the strength to do that. Mm-hmm. And it did not land very well with the kids. They were mad and angry because we had been out in the woods for a few hours. <laughs> But there was one kid, and she talked to me about it. So that was enough for me. Well, see, that's what we always say. If it reaches one person, then it's worth it. And I love that. That hits with me. That's what Brantley's motto is. I can do hard things. That's what we tell him. You can do hard things. So I like that. I kind of wish it had hit a little better because we did have to walk up a hill (laughs) right after being in the woods for several hours. And it was a really rough walk where there was lots of children crying, (laughs) lots of comforting, and lots of, it's okay, we got this, we're strong. Did you cry? I did not. (laughs) No. Not that time. Not that time. I did cry the last day. I cried a lot the last day. Because, well, especially this year, because it was my last year as a camper. Yeah. And um, one of my very first counselors, I think I was, it was one of my main camp one week years, which was a long time ago. (laughs) One of those counselors 
is um she's moving to Arizona to work at a different camp and that was her very last week there so that was pretty emotional mm-hmm. she had been there every single week mm-hmm. or every single year that mm-hmm. I've been there the past several years mm-hmm. it was emotional it was pretty rough yes and then it was it was pretty emotional <laughs> that day there's a song called the summons so the very last day of camp they they have this song and it goes will you come and follow me if I but call your name will you go where you don't know and never be the same and you're standing there with these people that you've lived with for the last three weeks rocking back and forth questioning if you're gonna take what you've learned here out of here and we sang that inside the chapel by ourselves and we all cried and then we went to like where we were leaving and we all cried again we went to the chapel and sang it as a group and then when we went outside all of our counselors came and they huddled around us and they sang it and that was that was really emotional mm-hmm. do they do a, a bonfire on the very last night yes and that was also yeah. very rough uh-huh that's where i'd always get in my feels um because they kind of throughout the week they're planting seeds about the crucifixion and the resurrection and the last night you kind of you hear about the crucifixion and you have this bonfire and it starts out very funny but then it shifts into like a worship and I was sitting there listening to the crucifixion story which I've heard a million times but it still hit like a truck next to the counselor that was leaving and we were just sitting there crying rocking back and forth watching the fire the sky's always beautiful just kind of thinking like oh this is my last year as a counselor this is my last year as a camper Hmm. just kind of do you think this whole experience though has made you bolder in your faith outside of the faith bubble I think it has I think I think I used to not really know what to say but then you're here for like you're there for three weeks with people thinking about the same thing and you hear things and you're like oh yeah that I could that is exactly what I should have said then or if I if somebody ever says this I know how to share even if like I know they're not very accepting to the word and Russ really this year like he taught us how to worship how to take notes when we're worshiping but he told us how to share how to talk about faith how to not like Kind of be awkward about it. Mm-hmm. Kelty, do you have a story about camp? No, I, heard, I do not. I heard you had a story about camp. Well, okay. I am not a camper. Camp Lake Stevens has not been something that I have done other than one time. And I was 16 and... Yeah, I'm going to call him out. Jim Genesee, <laughs> who was our preacher at the time convinced me that I wanted to be a volunteer counselor for Camp Rainbow. And I was 16. I was totally unprepared for this. I had never even been around special needs people 
much less like dare to take care of them all week long by Tuesday so my parents my mama dropped me off on Monday no was it Monday Sunday she dropped me off on Sunday afternoon by Tuesday I was ready to go home by Wednesday I was calling to go home and that night that afternoon my mama and my Aunt Diane drove to Oxford and picked me up and took me home <laughs> yes that is my Camp Lake Stevens story do you remember Mr. Bill? I do not. He, he's been. I'm sure he was there though. I'm because sure he's he was. been there every time, but I don't remember him. We also had to dye his hair one night because oh. he got nervous. He got subconscious. Oh. Huh. So like he regularly keeps his hair colored, yes. and it was like time it, for yeah. Okay. And his counselor had like brought red hair. Oh. So. He wanted to dye his hair back red. Oh, okay. <laughs> they were twins that week. Are you ready for some rapid fire questions? Yeah. Okay, question number one. Not sure you can answer this one, but what advice would you give to your teenage self? Maybe your younger teenage self. How about? <clears throat> Stay cool. That's all I got. Okay. What is the most interesting thing in your wallet or purse? I have a bunch of my friends driver's permits i believe i have eight total <laughs> and some of these aren't people i even talk to anymore but i have nine photo ids in my wallet and one of them is mine <laughs> interesting <laughs> okay so if you could, if you could go back in time or forward in time, which would you choose? Does it have to be in my life? No. Mm -mm. Okay. I want to go back in time. The 1920s is when people kind of started dressing like not super long, hot skirts. There were less corsets and there was lots of fun. If your life were made into a movie, which actress would play you? Probably Dwayne The Rock Johnson. <laughs> I feel like it would make it a really good comedy. Where was your last selfie taken? At the water park yesterday. Oh, okay. Me and Cole took one. Amber Burks was our last guest, and she had something to say about the gift that she left for you. The front says stay, and then tomorrow needs you. And, and the semicolon. And the semicolon. It's got the semicolon on it. And then I'm going to let Rondi read the back of it. A semicolon is used when a sentence could have ended but wasn't. Your story isn't over. How sweet, Miss Amber Burks. Thank you. Thank you, listeners, for joining us again. Join us next time for more stories from real women with real stories serving a real God. Today's episode is sponsored by Massage by Kelty. Kelty Childs is a licensed massage therapist number 1511. Special thanks to our editor and producer, Daniel Rogers, and thanks to our musician, Brantley Rogers. If you love our podcast, like and rate us wherever you listen to our podcast. You can also follow us on Facebook and Instagram under Women of Fortitude. Thank you.